This week, we're discussing some updates around Xbox's attempt to acquire ActaBliz, as well as highlighting some games we're looking forward to. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who got into the beta test for Dr. Disrespect's new game, and oh my god, what's this? He's extracting with something worth $100,000, and it's worth nothing. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you? It was better before I got rug pulled. (laughs) You also just like... completely reminded me that I signed up for the skate beta test oh. for Alpha Agnes at this point. Uh-huh. And I keep seeing people playing it. And I was like, what the fuck? I never like it seems like they're letting everybody in, so I <laughs> why? Uh I like sir, you're 26 fat and still own real life skateboards. <laughs> so like such an aggressive attack i was just gonna say they hate you <laughs> they might um well that aside how how have you been tell me about your weekend games i have started dumping time into another game oh it's not madden or rise son of rome oh which i did play a little bit more of that not a ton but a little bit but i Jumped back into Forza Horizon 5 this week. Nice. And that has been my, like, just complete time suck game. I forgot how much fun that game is. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played it since the Hot Wheels DLC came out. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if when Forza Horizon came out. I'm pretty sure I bought the content pack, like the season pass thing. Okay. Got the game for Game Pass. I think I also got a discount on like upgrading it to like the premium version or something like that. Yeah, I think I remember you saying that. Yeah. So got the Hot Wheels uh, content and that is just so much fun. Actually, Justine played it first because we were looking for a multiplayer game to play and like a racing game. We weren't sure if we could split screen Forza or not. Mm-hmm. We can't. So that sucks. But Rip. um, I downloaded it on my One X. So we're going to see if that works. Like if we can do multiplayer that way, just deal with the loading times. Um, but the Hot Wheels DLC is so much fun. It is just like go as fast as possible. Whereas like the regular races in Forza Horizon can tend to be like a little more tactical. Like you need to, you can't just haul ass through it, or else you'll just end up in the desert. Sure. Uh, it's just fun to be able to just go fast and do loops and shit. Uh, so I've been playing a ton of that. Um, a little bit of Madden, candidly, but <laughs> most most of the time, like when I've just wanted to play a game for the sake of playing a game, that had been Madden, and now it's Forza, and I will just drive around the map with no intent. Sure, and it is it is so much fun. I love that.
Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and then you said you did play like some more Rise, Son of Rome? I did. Um, again, not regretting my decision to play on easy because I just feel like more and more of a badass, especially now there's like boss fights, which I didn't realize was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And just to be able to go in and just parry and counter everything. And it looks so perfect. Yeah. Love that. So, still a lot of fun. I think I'm about halfway through that game. Oh, nice. Every time I play it, I get through like a 23 to 25% chunk. So I really only have like two play sessions left. Very nice. How was, uh, oh, MLB didn't come out yet, did it? No, not quite yet, but, um, it's funny you should say that. All right. I had, a I had, I had a weird week in games, um, as you all know, trying to platinum games before they leave PlayStation Plus, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. One of the games, uh, that's leaving, um, in about two weeks is Monster Energy Supercross, the video game five. And kind of nice because it's just like a mindless like dirt bike game, right? Like you just you're just racing, and that's it. So it's like easy to just like put time into whatever. Um, put a lot of time into it on Saturday, and then realized that one of the like trophies is tied to these like training sessions. Not to get too into it, but they're really like real mingy, real annoying. And I was trying on like Monday, I want to say. Um, no, it must have been Sunday to do it. And I was just like, nope, fuck this. I hate this. I'm not having fun anymore. So I'm done. So I earned like 45 of the 50 trophies. <laughs> and that one's going to hurt a little bit. That one's definitely yeah. going to hurt because of the time suck. It's going to be the one you come back to and seven years that's gonna be your ncaa yeah maybe maybe except it has to be free at some point on ps plus because i'm definitely not gonna pay for it to try and finish the platinum um that's quitter talk right there yeah oh no definitely (laughs) no you're not yeah it is you're you're absolutely right um but yeah so gave up on that none of the other games that are leaving were really like calling to me as like all that interesting so i was just like you know what i'm a free man i'm a free man until i know what games are leaving next and until mlb comes out what do i want to play but i was so annoyed to have uh a platinum kind of ripped from my clutches that i decided to start playing mlb uh but the the ps4 version of mlb the show 22 so that i could earn a platinum and when I tell you that I earned that platinum in four hours worth of playing, I shit you not that I earned the platinum in four hours. And then I was I'm just sorry, like, for what game? For MLB The Show 22. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the PS4 version of it. Um, so I felt, I felt redeemed at that point. Like I felt so much better about the whole Monster Energy thing. Um, and then I was still going back and forth on like, what should I actually be playing? I kept telling myself I should really jump back into The Witcher and just like sink a ton of time into that. And so I decided to start playing Saints Row again um, to to work on cleaning up because I still have to like, you know how those games are where it's like, do everything in this district, take over the entire map, 
It's like one of those things. Mm-hmm. And so I still have like a fuck ton of cleanup to do in that game, um, which is definitely my biggest gripe with it. Uh, but yeah, so that's it. That's that's. Oh, and then Hades. I did I did beat the story of Hades literally last night um, after my tenth run completed, um, and, and phenomenal. Like really, really phenomenal game. And now at this point, it's just like any other like it's just like binding like i can now just like load it up and just keep doing runs like doesn't matter you know you just keep going um i was curious how they were gonna like fit that into the story but they like made it work and like makes sense so i was like yeah cool and so um plan to keep playing that probably like especially like on stream to you know just keep like chipping away at like some trophies there and stuff and just because it's so much fun um but yeah and that's actually it. That was a good little list. Yeah, but a whole two a whole two weeks before MLB comes out. I did pre-order MLB, so the time is yeah. quickly approaching. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. For free. Yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you know what that $70 could have bought could have gone towards? What? A series S. Well, joke's on you, because it was $100 because I got the collector's edition. Yes. Man, do I feel like a fool now. <laughs> no, but I do. Um, No, you're right. I could have. But I didn't, and that's kind of it. <laughs> that's okay. I'm actually, you know... To be totally honest with you, I've actually been going back and forth on it um, ever since you sent me the that Series S listing. Um, I I don't know if I want to get a Series S. No. I think I just want to get a Series X. Okay. Like, that's... I don't know. Like, I've been going back and forth on it, and I think kind of what, like put the nail in the coffin for me is that if I were like truly on like a, like a really like strict budget and like didn't already have one of like the current gen consoles I think I would I think I then would just go for the Series S and then like down the road get a PS5 but like I'm not in that much of a rush to get the Series X and when you described the Series S almost as like a sister console to like the one X I was like, Oh, well then I, I do, I do, I think truly want like the, the one that like pushes it as far as possible, which obviously makes sense that that's going to be the series X. Um, I still think the series S is like an incredible deal. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's perfect for like my dad. He keeps like, like teetering. He's like, should I? And I'm like, I don't know. You could, wouldn't be bad. I mean, we have bad internet speed, but you know, uh, they have bad internet speed. Well, yeah, but you know, once you have it downloaded, it's there, right? Like, it's just you just have to like you just have to know on Monday, like, oh, Saturday, I'm gonna have time. I should start downloading something, <laughs> right? Um, and hopefully it'll be ready by Saturday. Just but, like throw it in your backpack and take it to work with you. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a really good point. Yeah, um, point good. But yeah, uh. I think it makes sense there, but yeah, I think the more I started thinking on it and like 
uh, especially because I'm in such like a collector's mindset. Um, I feel like if I get a Series S, I'm going to still end up feeling obligated to get a Series X. But if I get a Series X, I may not feel as obligated to get a Series S. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. So that's just kind of where I ended up landing. And I'm just like, yeah, I might as well just get the one that like pushes the hardware, you know, and I told myself yeah, that I, that doesn't matter that much to me, but I think like it actually does. I mean, I like, I know that this isn't a good comparison, but I had to turn on the PS4 to, um, I don't know why I turned it on, but like it was just loading so slow and just like i was like holy shit this is so bad like i am mm. I, I am so spoiled now that this is just impossible and i mean even when shelby and i play like seven days a game where we're in the same world together my clock in the game somehow will like start to get ahead of hers like slowly like ever so slowly where like by the time we're done playing and like granted we've been playing for like you know, three hours or something like that. Like my in-game world will be four minutes ahead of her, just like the clock, um, which four minutes is just four seconds. But still, like that's crazy. I wonder if that's, I'll be interested to see if that's the same experience that Justine and I have if we end up doing that with Forza. Yeah, well, I imagine it. Go ahead. I was saying, I imagine it won't be that much like, different mm -hmm. i would assume that like we would just queue into games at the xbox one rate rather than the series x rate and then from there you know it should really be no different but i don't know yeah well and i also have to wonder because again like i know it's not the best comparison just because like that is a base ps4 that we're using compared to the ps5 whereas like yeah, the bridge from even a ps4 pro would be a little bit closer right and like um so yeah that might be the that might make a difference but um yeah like it's wild like i i it's it's like impossible to to use and it sounds like a jet engine and it's crazy yeah, I I mean, I really only use my PS4 for PSVR at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess it's noticeable. Uh, I feel like when I play VR, like the only experience I have is, you know, the original PSVR. So you know, I'm just kind of used to it in that. But I uh, definitely notice it playing games on the One X. More specifically, like the games that are currently coming out for like the series X. Mm -hmm. like I said last week, Madden takes forever. Yeah. But rise Sun, rise son of Rome. Honestly, not that bad. It's not instant like the series X is, but you know, it's, it's, it's manageable. Right. That makes sense. So anyway, that's where I landed. All right. <laughs> I'm excited uh, to hear what you're going to play next week wink you're excited to hear what I'm going to play next week yeah I think we'll probably have some similar answers huh we might Ooh. some weird inception stuff going on here uh oh hey what are you doing this weekend let's 
let's, let's talk about this. This is what people care about. Um, no. Uh, all right. We have a we have some updates for for Xbox and their 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 road um, to attempting to acquire Activision Blizzard. Um, not a ton of updates, but granted, there's not really a ton of news to go off of. So this is a in the GGBG universe. This is a filler episode. Um, yeah, you know. So take that for what it's worth. But updates nonetheless. Um, I'll kind of let you take it away. Yeah, so last week, uh, Reuters report, reported. <laughs> I knew I was going to struggle Reuters. with that. <laughs> Reuters reported. Uh, Reuters reported uh, that uh, the EU is likely to approve the Microsoft Activision deal uh, specifically because of the deals that Microsoft made with Nintendo and NVIDIA uh, to bring Call of Duty to those platforms for 10 years. Um, I have like, I saw this came, I saw this come out last week. Uh, and I, I read a lot of commentary on the article. I didn't actually read the Reuters article, but I, <laughs> I would love to hear like why they're saying that is true. Like other than like sources say, you know, I feel like it's just so hard to take an article seriously when it's like a sources say kind of deal at this point. Um, and I don't know if you saw anything, but I didn't really see anything specifically in any of the commentary saying, Oh, and this is why like, yeah, we know these are good deals, but these deals have also been on the table for many months. So why is it like just okay now, now that it's signed or yeah, it's less conditional maybe than it was? I didn't see anything concrete, but yeah, I kind of wonder if it's just like because of like how like quickly they were like moving through them and like showing like this deal, that deal, stuff like that. So I don't know if that's why all of a sudden they like felt, yeah, or like you said, like it's like official or whatever, but um i feel like to begin with like the fact that they were like saying that they like they had offered it to like sony right like that's the only one that hasn't really come out in terms of like a a concrete deal but like i feel like them saying like well the offer's on the table like that that alone should be enough that's like well they're they're trying they're attempting to like play ball you know so right so the significance of this deal uh, kind of goes back to the conversation that I think we were all kind of having at the end of December 2022. Um, you know, the EU regulators are scheduled to decide, you know, yay or nay on this deal by April 25. Um, it sounds like if it passes, then Microsoft is just going to go ahead regardless of what the FTC and the CMA have to say about it mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of people now are just you know explicitly saying oh this deal is going to go through yeah it's very interesting like the the day that this reuters thing came out my whole youtube queue was filled with like xbox deal approved shit like that it's like well i i understand how major this is but Microsoft is still talking about going against the FTC. So we'll see how that goes. 
Um, there was kind of, uh, and I'm just kind of thinking the thing about this. So I'm going off the cuff. Uh, yesterday or today, I think it was technically like overnight. Um, the FTC lost a lawsuit to uh, Binance because uh, Binance was looking at buying a um, floundering crypto company, which it, it seems like an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, uh, I none of the articles I was reading about that explicitly brought up the. xbox activision deal but just kind of the um ftc's lack of knowledge on how technology works (laughs) and how acquisitions and technology work and how like just because a company with a lot of money buys someone doesn't mean it's a monopoly right uh you know especially in instances like with you know crypto with with um you know a, a company that at least on papers is doing fine is, you know, trying to save some assets from another company that's not doing so great. You know, you can kind of draw parallels to Microsoft buying Activision, Microsoft, obviously doing fine. There's no question there. Uh, But buying Activision, which, you know, if, if Activision doesn't get bought, who knows? It might even be less competition because, who knows if if Activision goes out of business if if nothing happens, right? Not necessarily with Microsoft, but in general. So, right. I'd be interested to see if like people have a commentary on that and how that might affect the FTC's thoughts on on this Microsoft deal. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I also, I mean, we talked about it. I think last week. Um, it's just like it blows my mind because like Sony, I think it was the FTC lawsuit, right, where Sony like has to hand over like their business dealings since 2019 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I, I'm really trying to like rack my brain and understand how like once that's handed over and they look at that, how this doesn't just become like clear and cut. Like I feel like all of these like no's uh, from these various groups are definitely just based off of whatever whatever PlayStation's saying. And I feel like as soon as you see, like, it's already hypocritical when you just, like, just try and look at the two, like, side by side. Um, and, like, what Sony's saying, and then, like, look at what Sony does, like, very publicly. But, like, as soon as you see, like, what's actually going on behind the scenes, like, again, we know about all these games that they, like, have for, like, these timed exclusives and stuff like that, that it's just, like, again it blows my mind as to how this wouldn't just be open shut. Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of been a a potent example of of Microsoft playing the long game here. Cause you know, the steel went through and it was just like everyone against them and they were just kind of taking that all in. Mm -hmm. And now that things have slowed down, they are starting to fire back. Like, okay. Um, here's what we're willing to do. You know, we, we made all these concessions and guarantees to have this on other platforms. Um, and now, you know, they get this, you know, very positive for them ruling in the case that Sony has to hand over these documents. I mean, like you said, that can only do good things so long as it's, uh, you know, 
ethically kind of dispersed into the into the conversation of the lawsuit right which it you know one of those things that'd be hard to hard to hide like major releases and things like that but um yeah it kind of it does feel like the the tide is is shifting you know i don't want to do what some people are doing and say oh the eu is approving this so like now we're good to go but it does feel like the tide is shifting yeah 100%. And, and now it feels like Sony's kind of grasping at straws. Yes. Specifically, uh, and uh, Tom Warren tweeted earlier uh, and said that Sony is worried that Microsoft will sabotage Call of Duty for the PlayStation. Sony says it's concerned Microsoft could strategically degrade the quality and performance of Call of Duty on PlayStation and then links to more details. Um the the funny thing about that was that Daniel Ahmad <laughs> was underneath it and he said um hang on I got to find it now uh it's uh, very very funny he said it's a legitimate concern for example Microsoft could mandate that you have to download over 100 gigabytes of data before you can even <laughs> play the full game that would be unreasonable and then he immediately followed that up and said, one of these days I'll stop making jokes. And when I do, I think I'm really going to miss people losing their minds in the replies because they think I'm being serious. <laughs> <laughs> Just like shot chaser. So good. Yeah. Um, yeah that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, but you know, I, I think this, I think this tweet is really funny. And I, I texted you and said, LMAO, no way. Because like, that that just like that just reads like you can't be serious like it it reads uh, i'm so suspicious reading that thinking like okay if you're worried that microsoft's doing that what have you been doing like have you been doing this with other games um there's been like a uh, there are other uh, games that are available on so many other platforms yeah they could be yeah well there's this there's this you know streak of uh two games recently that have come out um where the performance on the ps5 is better on than on the xbox series x and one of those games was hogwarts legacy which is one of the games that sony had a lot of you know like or sony had a a a partnership with in terms of like Mm. releasing uh you know, content updates about it and like pushing stuff like that. And like, it was, it was partnered together, you know, similar to um, how in this most recent state of play, the suicide squad killed the justice league had 15 minutes that Hogwarts legacy got that. I want to say tail end of last year, maybe it was the summer, but like they also had like a 15 minute showcase that like was up on Sony's channel and all that stuff. So it's just like, I find that like interesting because isn't it that i mean i guess we've talked about this enough that like both consoles technically have these various spots where they do edge each other out but like i feel like when it comes to like consistency and performance that's where the series x should almost always be better anyway i think the only thing is that like load times are slightly better on the ps5 if i'm remembering correctly but when it comes to like maintaining frames and not having drop frames and stuff like that the Series X is the one that should clear every time, I thought. 
I, th- I think it's dependent on the game. Um, okay. Like, I'm thinking about the Cyberpunk update. Uh, I think it was Digital Foundry that did a video on it, and they said that... Um, like, I think that Xbox Series X could hit higher frames... But it was so it would fluctuate so bad. Whereas, like, and then this is this is just an example. This isn't what the numbers were. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you know, eighty percent of the time the Series X was hitting higher frames, but you know there was that twenty percent where it was down at thirty or even below. Whereas the PS Five will only get to forty five frames, but it will stay there. Um, and I'm pretty sure the load times are better on the Series consoles than on PS Five. Okay. Because uh, what is it called? It's like direct storage or something like that, but they have some deal where the storage on the series consoles has some direct connection to the processor. Uh-huh. Whereas like the PS5 just works like a most computers do uh where the SSD and the cpu are just two separate things and that's that's why you can put for all intents and purposes any ssd on ps5 that you want and you have to get specific storage for the series consoles i gotcha well sorry that was my long-winded explanation no no that was perfect i mean regardless the tweet feels like projection you know um yeah or you know eh, no not or it does that's it full stop it feels like projection if it's not projection and it's not them saying like, well, this is what we've been doing now. They're going to be able to do that. But with like the biggest game, which is Call of Duty, um, let's say it's not projection, right? And they, they aren't, you know, worried because it's what they've been doing. This has got to be the laziest attempt at like a gotcha, like, you know, uh, ever, you know, like mm-hmm. this is like, you know, it's like it's like playing baseball as a kid. And, you know, the other team just wins and, like, you you say they cheated, right? Like, no, you cheated. And it's like, no, it's just a normal game was played. Um, that's, that's, what, that's the level this feels like. It just feels so incredibly petty and small of Sony to basically be like, this is what they're going to do. Uh, or this is what they could do, right? Like, oh, no, feel bad mm. for us. That's, it's just bullshit. But... Going, you know, back to every uh, lawsuit that has reached the governmental level, that's how you win against big tech, is like saying something that's so dumb that somebody who doesn't understand technology will think is a real thing. Right, like Bill Gates is going to try and... uh, uh put a chip in your kid by making them switch their Xbox to a better power saving mode. Right. Right. And then people ate that up. Yeah. <laughs> like al- almost literally <laughs> like, uh, you know, there, there's just, I think Sony understands that there's so little technology, technological understanding in these boards that are reviewing these cases that they can say shit like that. And it's actually like a poignant point. Yeah. 
it's just it's just crazy i hate i hate that this is what like where this is at and like it makes the whole industry look bad yeah it makes the whole industry look dumb yeah yes yeah i yeah i just like and i also just think about how like how this potentially just makes shit worse for sony in the long run all over again all just over call of duty because that's all it is that's all they actually care about in all of this they don't care Mm -hmm. that literally like the face of the brand for all of like the ps1 era will now be on xbox they don't give a shit about that that's crash bandicoot by the way um they like they literally only care about call of duty um yeah and it's insane and like other stuff's come out like microsoft is so prepared to just be like whatever we don't care like hey just so you know we have mlb the show on our game pass um if you wanted you could take call of duty and put it on your subscription service and sony's like that's troubling like what and that's and that's so funny because the reason that mlb the show is on xbox is because of a threatened antitrust suit with the MLBPA. right Right. And Sony fought so hard to have that like not be a thing. It's so and, it's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's frustrating. I, I we've said it before, um, just previously when covering this, and like I, I'm just so ready for this to be done. Mm-hmm. It's so exhausting. And it's just so exhausting seeing just the brain dead takes that people have about all of it. Um, the only good thing to come out of this is that I I have at the very least stopped seeing all of the like, this is who's going to buy this next. Like Sony's going to buy take two. Which I actually did just see recently. I was gonna say that was like that a big was thing like last week. yeah yeah, but like you know what I mean. Like that's died down tremendously since because if you remember the like Zenimax deal is what I think kicked off. Like oh my god, wait, Bethesda can be bought. Oh, if Bethesda can be bought, you know. Oh, what if Sony bought this this person next? And oh, if if Sony does that, then Xbox is literally just gonna do this. And it's like shut the fuck up. <laughs> And then Xbox flopped their dick out on the table and bought Activision Blizzard for sixty nine billion. It is so funny that it is, that it's less of a conversation piece right now because if I were a company, now is the time that I'd be looking at at acquiring somebody, especially like a public company. Right. I mean, Microsoft is buying Activision. Of course, they got in after all of the. Um, scandal and after the the price had dropped significantly but you know they're 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 still going to be paying they're still going to be overpaying for activision mm-hmm. i mean it could be a year from now i mean just with how the market's going uh, so it is it is funny that you know all these um, i guess i'll just call them gaming hype beasts are like oh this is going to happen to get clicks on my video like Now's the time you should actually be talking about it because now the time now's the time is actually going to happen. Yeah. But uh, that yeah. being said, I don't think it's going to happen. 
I also just keep thinking back to how like this deal was announced and then I don't know, a couple months later or something like that, Sony acquired Bungie. And then that was right. just it. Like like no, nothing else was said about it. And that's a big deal. I think that's a bigger deal than people kind of recognize. Right. I don't know. I again, I just can't wait for it to be done. Yeah. Um anything else on this though before we move on? No, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> that was my fill of talking about lawsuits for the week. Let's do it. All right. Um, so what's left? What is there for us to talk about um, before we get into our Last of Us spoiler cast? Um, and I thought it would be kind of fun because, again, this is a filler episode. Uh, and we don't typically talk about the games that we're like, you know, we used to do it at the end of episodes where we would just kind of like throw shit at a wall and see what would stick in terms of like, oh, this game's going to be coming out. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, right? But like, it's actually been a while since we've talked about any games that we are genuinely excited for. Um, so I was curious if, you know, whether it's a game that you're just planning on playing pretty soon or a game um, that is going to be coming out, you know, let's just say within this year or or has at least been announced and going to be coming somewhat soon. I'm curious, are there any games that you're like dying to play? So kind of. I think it was last week. Microsoft did like, oh, they almost, I mean, it was almost a shadow drop of um, an update to Forza Horizon 5. And they're adding, uh, oh man, I'm blanking on it, but essentially like rally car racing. Okay. Um, which they haven't had, I think they said since the first Forza Horizon game. So it's like whatever whatever the cars that are in like dirt, they're essentially putting dirt into um into Forza. So last week they like shadow dropped this announcement. Uh and the update doesn't come until the end of March. But uh just really excited that there's more major content coming out forza and that's kind of what prompted me to jump back into it and i'm glad i did because that allows me to get quite a bit further before that comes out uh, i'm hoping to like finish all the main story races and such and then i'll just have more content right away yeah it's sick that's the that's the main thing on on my short list um i'm really working through my xbox one backlog and there's one game that I've had probably since I've had an Xbox One that I really wanted to play. And I've talked about how great this game looks forever. And I think I'm finally going to force myself to play Sunset Overdrive. Hell yeah. I'm actually really excited to hear about it whenever you do decide to play it. um, I feel like that would be potentially like one of the first games i would try to play just because i know that like people say it's like spider-man but not spider-man right like mm -hmm. it's the game though like it's the build and everything so it feels very similar um that's awesome i i really yeah really look forward to hearing about that maybe the next time we hang out you can try it out oh oh mamma mia yeah, we can get pizza. <laughs> Play some Sunset Overdrive. Hell yeah. 
All right, all right. I look forward to it. Whenever that'll be. Yep. Um. Nice. I think that's a solid plan. Um. Anything else though? Like anything else? Um. Maybe coming out it's, this year. It's me. Whatever coming out this year. Um. Like, are we talking like next month or? No, you know, the year twenty twenty three as a whole. Are you trying to get me to say Starfield? I if if it's on your list, I I don't know. It's one of those games that like I I, I will continue to say I want to play, and then the day will come, and who knows? Right, like you don't know that you'll actually even play it this year. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be one of those games where I will download it day one. Um, <laughs> I will play it for an hour, mm-hmm. and I just like I struggle so much to get into games in the first hour, and I like. If I could force myself to get past that wall, I'd, I'd probably find one of those games that I love, like Cyberpunk. Right. So it's just a matter of how that first hour treats you. Right. I mean, that's I mean, the benefit. Like, God, sorry. If it like sucks me in, then sure, great. But that's so rare. Yeah. All right. All right. I uh, yeah. I I mean, I never know how my year is really gonna go, but I am excited because that Chia game, which Shelby keeps describing as Moana, the video game. Um, she needs to play Submerged Hidden Depths because that's what Justine called what I played on Stadia. <laughs> she called that Moana, the video game. Yes. Excellent. Um, well, that comes out. Uh, I want to say in like two weeks. Um, March 21st and it's day one on PS plus. Um, and I was looking forward to that. Uh, you know, kind of reminds me of like Kana, um, and like stray in terms of like the, the caliber size of the game to like ratio of like, cannot wait to like play it. Um, so then it was just like icing on the cake that they were like, oh, it's going to be on PlayStation Plus. So I was like, all right, bet. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then similar to you, like there's there's some DLC like for Horizon coming out. And so um, I'm actually, I think, going to try and, and play that. Um, nice. And then I'd say like the game that's probably like the biggest question mark for me that's like coming out this year and like but will i actually play it this year is probably actually i guess there's two i think hades 2 is supposed to come out this year and after how much fun i had with hades i would say that if it does come out this year i will definitely play hades too mm-hmm. um obviously i'm excited for him will be the show but like that doesn't need to be said <laughs> i said it anyway uh but jedi survivor jedi survivor yeah yeah um, about to talk about that one that's that's probably the one that like i'm teetering the most on where it like falls into the starfield camp of like i know i'm gonna get it it's just a matter of will i actually get it the day it comes out and then commit to like playing it and so it'll just it'll really depend um but that's like that's probably like my my main list of especially games that are coming out this year or new content that's coming out this year that i really want to make an effort to try and like be on top of i can't think of anything else but i'm sure there is oh i actually do have one more um city skylines i don't know if you remember that was the game that that... announced or or a new one was just announced like last week or something yeah so i didn't 
like, yeah, this is crazy, right? Because last, I want to say it was last week, um, I was just on the PlayStation Store because I love to like see what's coming out. Oh my God, I just remembered another thing that's coming out. Do you remember, total aside, did you ever play the Mega Man um, Battle Network games? I did. Those were the only ones I played. Did you see that they're doing a collection where like all 10 are going to be bundled together oh for God, like 60 yeah. bucks? That I might get. Yeah, I. that's also coming out this year. That comes out in April 16th. Don't, don't oh, wow. specifically quote me on that date, but that's around there. And I, yeah, I saw that all 10 are in there. They started to do the Pokemon game, Pokemon thing where like after the first two, like there's two threes, two fours, two fives, and two sixes. So they're probably like the same game, but like minor differences. But nonetheless, um, that's also coming out this year. But I don't know if I'll get that this year. Uh, but that's something that I'm like genuinely really excited for because I loved those games. Yeah, those were, man, I might still have, that might be one of the few Game Boy games I still have left. I think I only, if I remember correctly, I know I definitely had one of the fives and then I might've had like a three or one of the threes or one of the fours, but I just remembered I loved it so much. And then when I saw that they were like putting them all together, I was like, oh my God. But I think you're actually the one who got me into that game. Really? I I think you had it. And... I may have gotten to the GameStop or something. That's so funny. Pretty soon after that. Um, Justine's actually excited for that game. Apparently she played Mega Man on the Dreamcast when they were kids. Oh, yeah? The, I mean, this is not like the like platformer yeah. Mega Man, which I, uh, Justine I is literally... Like I love finding out the lore of Justine and how she's like <laughs> this like badass platformer gamer because platformers are just like... They are just the fucking worst for me sometimes. So I have such mm-hmm. an appreciation for anybody who can like um, play those and like watching speed runs of platformers. That's also like mildly addicting. Um, she always wants to play new Super Mario Bros with me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> if you can carry. I'm, I'll like die and I'll be like, literally, just don't pop me. Because you know how you like come in on a bubble. <laughs> yes. yes. Shelby, <laughs> like, just go. <laughs> Shelby and I do that too. Where like one of us dies and it's just like, don't stop for me. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Sorry. I interrupted myself like three different times. Uh, City Skylines, right? So I'm on the PlayStation store and I see that the the original game got an upgrade for next gen. And it's free. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like an excuse to like hop back into this game. I love this game so much. And then I shit you not like, yeah, earlier this week, I want to say like Monday, I see a tweet that's like, yeah, they're making a second one. And I was like, let's fucking go. It's the, per- it's the perfect game. It's a, it's a simulator that, that scratches that itch for me. And, uh, itches that scratch. It itches that scratch. Yep. And, um, I'm really looking forward to it because, the f- uh, I I should say like the first one's really good and like has all these like cool ideas and it's it's just like the perfect game to try you know new things like quirky things um you know like uh, somebody pointed out like the only way in in the first game the way you have to start your city is off of a highway and somebody was like oh I don't know maybe you could start a city off of a train um and like and and just have like small roads like going out of it for the most part 
um, you don't need like to necessarily have um, uh, a like massive highway to get to and from it. Um, but anyway, so it just seems like an, a, an opportunity for them to like try and get like into like the nitty gritty and go realistic with some other things that they didn't even get to like play around with in the first one. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. I think that's coming to PSVR, isn't it? Is it? Sorry. I mean, I should probably look it up. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that'll still be enough for me to get PSVR, but that would be pretty sick because uh, it, it visually it looks really good. So I kind of think the first one was on PSVR, too. Oh, really? Okay, sorry. There's a Cities VR coming out. I don't know if that's the same. Uh, Cities VR is... Uh, that is City Skylines. It looks like. Okay. At least the... Like, like the original. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it looks like it's the enhanced edition. So like that must be like part of like the upgrade in the PS4 to PS5 version is that it's now playable on. Um, gotcha. But I don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the VR version of the game. I should play City Skyline. It's on Game Pass. It's It's like addicting. It really is. It's very fun. I don't know if you ever played like SimCity or like any of those types of games. Very, uh, very old ones. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, those were like the PC games I played. You know, I used to technically be a PC gamer um, and I'd play like, I guess technically my main one was Roller Coaster Tycoon, like the original Roller Coaster Tycoon. But mm -hmm. the idea is still basically the same. Instead of building just a city, you're building specifically a, an amusement park. But um just absolutely loved them the like little little joy and satisfaction you get of watching the population just like tick up um it's just satisfying well i think i know what i'm doing with my evening oh ho oh ho what what do you think you're gonna do uh, i have to clean <laughs> or else my wife said i can't have friends over my wife um yeah well i hijacked that i i ended up listing like seven games i'm excited for and so hey, you did your research i didn't you deserve the the air time catch catch me at the end of the year having played none of them <laughs> what, two 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 thousand five hundred hours and mlb the show 23 uh-huh um all right well there's yes what did i just see I thought there's maybe one more game coming out, but now I'm getting conflicting stories. Um, Spoderman? Yes. No, the uh, crime boss, Rock Hay City. Is that this year? It came up in, I don't know, I just Googled games coming out March 2023. And it looks like maybe March 28. Hmm. 
I could just get to a website that would tell me. No, no, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up uh good old GameSpot. This is saying 328. This is the Epic Game Store. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it looks like a... Wait, is that is that the game with like uh what's his name from like the Tarantino films? Yeah. Okay, shit. I thought this was coming out on consoles. It is eventually. Because on GameSpot, it's just saying PC for March 28th. Oh. Um, yeah, maybe. Interesting. Well. That one, I'm... That one's definitely one I'm going to sit back and kind of... See how it... Yeah. Uh, that, one, that one makes me a little nervous because it looks good. It looks like right up my alley in terms of like, just like the kind of, you know, just the, the typical like GTA Saints Row crime game. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks like it would be really fun. And like, it, it, just in general, like graphics wise looks really good. But it also like, those are the types of games that make me a little nervous sometimes. Um, but that being said, I can rattle off like, uh, you know, like Sleeping Dogs was like uh, basically just like uh, yeah, it takes place in Japan. Don't cancel me. Um, Too late. But like that was basically just GTA, but in Japan. Um, and I feel like I just played another one not too long ago where it's just like it's literally all it is. But regardless, love games like that. So but it just makes me nervous. So we'll see. Um, anything else? Anything else that you like saw pop up that you're like, oh shit, that's this year. Um, I was going to say, I'm so excited for Jedi Survivor, mm-hmm. but I still need to beat Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah. Fall and I'm hoping dude. that I like, it seems like EA games are coming to Game Pass like around the six to eight month mark after they come out. So I think I have some time. Yeah. Fallen Order is so good. I, I want to play that again before Survivor comes out. Um, Because that's such a good game. Um, All right. Well, that's it for the, the main part of the podcast. Now we can get into... Honestly, the part that I look forward to every week, because it's quite literally the thing I look forward to in my week, which is The Last of Us. Um, and so let's talk about episode eight. I think there's a lot to talk about here, uh, especially in terms of like how it compares to the game. Um, so let this be the warning. If you don't want to hear any spoilers for what happens in this episode um, or, you know, how it correlates to the game, especially, um, then... It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening, as always. And if you do want to stick around, Mike, let's get into it. What were your thoughts on episode eight of The Last of Us? I definitely enjoyed this episode more than like the past two or three, I'd say. Uh-huh. Um, I just think it's such an interesting like part of the story and like coming of age for Ellie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is like what, like thinking thinking back on it, this episode made me think back a lot on like the Last of Us game series and be like, this is really like 
this is where the last of us part two begins in my opinion in some ways yeah yeah so like to me it was a, a pretty pivotal episode um I think, you know, the cast did a really good job of like, you know, David is just such this interesting character. And like, I feel like the actor for David did a really good job of like having this, this weird personality and, and conflict. And, you know, the, there was the, you know, the conversation about, religion in this episode and how like david found god after the pandemic started and ellie thought that was strange and just like seeing ellie really learn about religion because it doesn't really seem like she was exposed to that in her in her life because her life has really only been since the breakout right Uh, and i always just think like there's a lot of it in the last episode, the episode before this too, like just seeing Ellie learn about things that we consider normal is just such a surreal like feeling for me, the viewer. Right. Yeah. That's, that's like the best part about Ellie throughout the entire first game is like, you have those moments like that, but you bring up a great point that like, this is the moment where, especially because She's like all on her own um, where not only is she learning about like things that just were were present and like just not so much anymore, but like she also just gets served a huge life lesson by having to like be on her own and not have Joel there to protect her like she had for, you know, the first six episodes. Um it's it's crazy it's crazy the growth that like you see and then you still get those moments where you're like she's just a scared kid um right like trading the deer for medicine right and she kind of like tips her hand right like why are you so eager for medicine like that that gives them like all the information that they need um just like crazy moments like that right where it's like she's such she's so mature in in the moment yet still a child um but yeah they they did david perfectly the the only um i'll say like minor thing that i would say i'm now at the point where i'm like okay i'm kind of starting to miss this and i think i've seen some other people raise this is that like you didn't have the you know david and ellie needing to work together to fend off um like a bunch of like the the clickers and uh it 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 further like showed showcased how like the the zombies or the monsters aren't really like that present in in the show but i also think that's kind of a good thing because the whole like the the true bad guy or the true monsters in the games even are just the people right right um and and it's just like you know what humanity does to each other and like uh so in that sense i kind of love it right and like they don't give too much power to the zombies because they really aren't the the issue or i guess not zombies um infected uh but yeah 
I have a question. Have, okay, sorry. I have an I have an answer. Okay. Um if you have penicillin, where are you supposed to inject that? I didn't think it mattered. I didn't think so either. But she injected it right into <laughs> The wound? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if you need to do that. Which, I mean, he was, like, passed out. So, like, I, it's, you know, it's not like he was in agonizing pain or anything. And obviously, if he was awake, I guess he could have told her, like, you don't need to put it there. But I just thought that was, like, watching her, like, where the fuck do I put this? And then that's what she decides. I was like, I don't know if you needed to do that. Like, ooh. (laughs) I guess it makes, like, I don't know. I, I feel like. If I were in that situation, I would probably do the same because like yes. that's where the wound is. That's where the medicine needs to go. If it were topical, that's where the medicine needed to go. So right. me having zero medical experience in my life, I probably would have done the same thing. Sure. Or not that's right or wrong. I don't know. Hence why I probably would have done the same thing. No, definitely. I just, show, uh, Shelby and I were sitting there watching it and like both of us were like wincing and we were oh, both yeah, like, do you, we were like, did she need to do that? And I was like, if you take an antibiotic, like through your mouth it still works it's magic right like right <laughs> so and Shelby was like yeah i think at that point you just need to get it into the bloodstream somehow and i was like well i guess that's the when in doubt it made the most sense for sure um that was that was like a i'll say mildly funny moment where shelby and i were just like ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh but yeah sorry i interrupted you with that question what were you gonna say no, you're good. I saw a tweet last week. I think it might have been right before the episode came out. I'm trying to figure out who it was because I really don't know. I'm going to assume probably Alana, mm-hmm. but I really don't know who it is. So I apologize to whoever it was. But someone said um, something along the lines of like, I love seeing people complain about how there's not enough like mushroom people in the last of us when it's really a show about the human experience. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Like the killing the mushroom people in the games was just like filler to get you from storyline to storyline. A hundred percent. Really all that was happening in the storyline. No, you're absolutely right. And like, um, I had something off of that where uh oh like somebody i think was just like oh i don't feel like i don't feel like i'm really in that much danger in this situation it's like yeah because you're not in danger until like there's actual people around uh i also saw somebody (laughs) i think shelby saw it all like it was like a tiktok or something where someone was like give me more of this. And it was a clicker and they were like, and a lot less of this. And they pointed and it was David. And they were like, because this, and it goes back to the clicker and they're like, this isn't real. And then they went back to David and they went, but this David, (laughs) David's fucking real. And David's out there somewhere. And they were like, and that scares the shit out of me. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, because the people are the problem. So no, I a hundred percent get that. Um, there were just like a lot of like cool moments. Um, like I think about how I think about like cool moments where they were like prevalent in like big story beats, but you, you raise a a perfect point of like, they're just kind of the thing to get you from story beat to story beat for the most part. Um, so 
just interesting. It'll be interesting to see if uh they have to deal with them in this upcoming episode when they have to like yeah. go into this because that was my least favorite fucking part of the game until i finally like found the perfect way to just like sneak around all of them um because there's like two clickers and a fat one and or two fat ones or bloaters. something bloaters yeah the ones that like explode on you yeah what the hell yeah. are the ones called in the in the second game though i thought those were there's bloaters. Like- yeah, but I think there's bloaters in both games. Oh, I thought there was like a weird like. There's like stalkers, which I think uh, are new. Uh, to the... Those are the ones that just kind of pop out at you. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> those those, <laughs> those were the, the only things can... that like jumps made me jump scare. Like were yeah. were the stalkers. See, I I thought that that was really gonna like get me in that game, and then I'd like walk into a room and be like, "I see you over there, motherfucker." Yeah, yeah, you see so that. Once one. you can learn to predict them, you're like, there he is. <laughs> You see them, and then you start walking, and one just like jumps out at you, and you're like, "Ah, yeah, I didn't see you." Boogie boogie. Yeah, <laughs> they shouldn't make noises like that. They should. That would make it actually better. Um, <laughs> I thought, yeah. So you said like David was really well done. Um, it's crazy to think about like in the game that's Nolan North, and it's so like not Nolan North that it's like right. really creepy. Um, but yeah, David did this really well um or the 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 actor who portrayed david um did this really well and um i think the overall pacing of the episode was phenomenal like mm-hmm. um like it was like a perfect balance of like i can't believe it's already over but i also can't believe just how much we got in like just 50 minutes like it was so much um and like we we were we managed to get like the both the like you know ellie off and and um you know after she gets captured and everything and like joel then like still like hunting to to find her um we got the the uh, the phenomenal um point to on the map and if you know your buddy points to the same place which is the hardest like moment in any game that i can really think of where i'm just like oh yeah oh yeah like mm-hmm. that goes so hard. Um, thought that was phenomenal and potentially like one of the like top moments of, of the episode or like top parts of the episode is that Troy Baker, original Joel video game, Joel is in the episode and has like, he's like, you know, uh, uh, Jeffrey Pierce, who's Tommy in the game. He's like basically that level of character where like ton of lines and like is, is like, the right-hand man of David. Um, and I thought he did a phenomenal job too. And it was, it was awesome to like see him. And anytime he showed up on, uh, on screen and David called him James, I just turned to shove him and went Troy. It's Troy. Mm. It's Troy Baker. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought he did a really good job and it was really funny. Um, watching him have to unfortunately die. Uh, cause I was like, oh, wow. They really, they really put him through it, huh? <laughs> they, they gave him, they gave him a start and a, and a clear finish and, uh, you love and hate to see it. Um, he, he tweeted, he, he's like, I really thought I was just going to be a clicker. Yeah. It was like an upgrade. I know. I know. I saw that too. And I was like, I'm so happy that like, um, they got him in there. I'm pretty sure Ashley Johnson's in the final episode um mm. which is also awesome i think it's so uh, cool. i have a guess as to oh, wait was that this am i thinking of the second 
I think I'm thinking of the second game. Let's say I have a guess as to who she's going to be, but I don't think it's a character that's prevalent until the second game. Mm. Well, it'll be interesting because... So that's the other great thing about this episode is that you get more of what's going on with, like, David and, like, and that group. And, you know, you get some, like, backstory there um, that you just don't get from the game, right? Because, like... That's that's the that's the great part is that it can cut away and show you Bill. It can cut away and show you David and um uh Sam and Henry and like what what they're doing and like give you just like a little bit extra there. And that's just that's that's why I love so much about the show. I think what's really deep about this is you know we we talk about kind of like what you said where like the Davids of the world are out there but, but clickers aren't. And <laughs> I, I feel like it just takes really good writing and really good direction to be like, we're going to make like three quarters of this episode, the foundation of David mm-hmm. and like, yeah, at, with, without putting any other brain power into it, he's just a fucking creep, but really he's got all this pressure of being a leader and like people expecting him to be a Messiah mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff and like it's not like this guy is just creepy for the sake of being creepy like there's a reason behind it right um one thing i want to say about the episode and i i hate that i did not play all the way through the last ones before the show came out because the whole episode i was like oh here comes the here comes the uh boss fight in the steakhouse that i remember being a real bitch Mm -hmm. and i don't remember if it actually was or not i don't think it is if i because i played it now i played it right before the last of us 2 came out and i don't remember i don't think it's actually that hard because you couldn't just straight up attack him right like then you have to throw things yeah you had to like throw things then he'd walk over towards it and then you had to get behind him i think okay if I remember I correctly. Of, I just remember like there not being many things to throw and just getting cornered really easily. I feel like it took me quite a while. I'll tell um, you I'll tell you what's a real bitch in, in The Last of Us uh world. Real quick, earmuffs spoilers for Last of Us too, just in case, because I didn't put that at the beginning of this. That spoilers now. Okay. Uh the Abby versus Ellie in the theater. Where you're mm. Abby, the fucking worst. I where uh, you're Abby, yes, and, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and Ellie's like dropping fucking like traps and shit, and you're like, what the fuck? And she just comes out of nowhere, the worst. I'm pretty sure I cheesed the hell out of that and I, just had a bunch of like bombs already created. <laughs> I think at one point it glitched and Ellie was just running into a wall, and I still fucking lost. Well, I remember hating that. Um, but anyway, back to the show. Um, yeah, I and going back to the the point of like the Ellie David fight, mm-hmm. like it was literally, you know, she crawled into one spot, grabbed a knife, and then stabbed him, and mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah. I just remember that being a lot more. Not that it was bad. Like I don't think we needed that <laughs> fifteen minute boss fight of. 
of Ellie creeping around, finding bottles and throwing them. Though I will say there is a, a disappointing lack of people getting nogged with bricks. And agreed, show. agreed. Hard agree. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, that's a that's a really fair point. I I also think uh, there's not enough Joel uh, crafting shivs and uh, yeah stuff like that. Too much ammo. Uh, but I saw a like basically like the final cutscene of the David fight, um, where they're really wrestling with each other, um, to like basically the end, and like it was pretty close to shot for shot. I think like the only difference is that in the game Joel comes into the building, whereas uh, in the show Ellie leaves, and then uh, Joel like kind of grabs her. Mm-hmm. Um, which like that's such like a like such a moment right like it's so like it's so fast where it's like joel yelling at her to like say like it's me it's me it's me and all that stuff and like having so quick but like just like the the little bit of time that you have where it's like joel's face and he can realize like the fear in ellie in the in that moment is just mm-hmm. like again it's so amazing how it's conveyed in the game and in the show like with you know real people and everything it just you feel it i feel like so much more in in certain cases and that was a moment where it's so fast you know where like they start to like then like walk and everything but like you see joel's face and like it's conveyed so perfectly of like oh my god like what did this kid just have to fucking go through uh, because I was on like, you know, on my back, uh, you know, laid up with an infection. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Just absolutely crazy. This this might have been my favorite episode. Uh might be recency bias, but I thought this was so freaking good. And it's yeah. such a great part of the game too, so Yeah, it definitely felt more like I love the Sam and Henry story, but I don't remember loving like that part of the game. Like I, I remember finding that kind of like, not my favorite part, mm-hmm. but I do remember really liking, liking this part in the game. So it was just kind of like what hit the nostalgia, what hit the oh yeah, like this part was so great. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think it's probably my favorite one since episode three i feel like i'm going to have to watch the whole season over again start Mm -hmm. to finish to really like get my favorite episode yeah yeah it's definitely up there with three like because three had been my favorite um but yeah like i said recency might be what's pushing this ahead for me um i'm super excited super stoked for the next episode i'm really curious to see like what story beats they decide to like focus in on because this is the finale so curious if what's that there be giraffes there better be giraffes which they had the monkeys so fingers crossed for the giraffes um but yeah there's definitely a couple of like there's a couple of like bonus things that like we didn't get in the game that we could get here based on like what we know especially with like the second game and stuff like that so i'm curious like what happens with that and um yeah i cannot wait i can't believe it's already over i'm a, it's a little bittersweet yeah it is 
very sad, but I'm just living on pretending that the Mandalorian is just a continuation. <laughs> the Pascal is a single father with a, a child that he's tasked with protecting universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next, I'm moving on to the unbearable weight of massive talent because that feels like it also fits in that group, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I, I was telling Shelby, uh, unironically, we have to watch every Nicolas Cage film so we can watch that movie and understand every single reference and laugh at them. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that does it for this episode. So maybe uh, we'll put a little more time into uh, next week because of it being the finale and just kind of like re-talking about certain things from the entire season um but yeah uh otherwise thanks for sticking around if you did and thanks so much for listening as always if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you listen be greatly appreciated another reminder right at the end i should put this at the top but we do release the podcast now just the audio but it is released on youtube so be sure to go subscribe to the youtube channel uh and you know leave comments on the videos there i do also um if it works out nicely i will break out like certain sections of the podcast and release those as standalone videos so it's like a little bit more easy to digest the the news of that certain week so you can look forward to those typically the day after the podcast releases um but yeah other than that Thanks so much, and be sure to share with someone in your life who really reminds you of David. And we'll talk to you next week.